Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And as Manchester City regain their 16-point advantage at the top of the Premier League, they are now just two wins away from another Premier League title. I had invited a number of guests to discuss this and much more. I invited Jamie Carragher, but he's busy meeting with Bob Carroll G's to try and carve out a new career there. <laughs> Vladimir Putin was also asked, but he's busy on a tour around Salisbury Cathedral. And Donald Trump, he was also invited, but he's not well. He, unfortunately, is suffering from self-inflicted love bites. Uh, I did manage to find three blues willing to join me and happy to talk about the title for the first time, as we sang at the end of the Stoke game. They are... Tony Newgrosh. Good evening. Miles Weber. Good evening. And Dan Mobley. Hello. So, uh, we are back for the season by Ladbrooks. Uh, and you, uh, yes, we're back for the season by Ladbrooks. And you go to bet.citypodcast.net for all the exclusive specials and promotions that they can give us. That's Ladbrooks. Thanks to them. Now, after the 2 0 win on a wet and windy Monday night in Stoke. Are we now comfortable talking about the title? Because we haven't up until now, because it's been typical City. But can we talk about winning the title now, Tony? We can talk about it all night. Yes, absolutely. Very excited. Not a done deal, as Pep said last night, but we're, it's in smelling distance. Typical City miles. Nah, it's a done deal. It's, it's, it's as good as there. Um, and I, I think, you know, yes, I think it could be typical City, but it, 16 points, impossible. It's ours. It's done. It's ours in, in, in the back. I, I'm, Dan, I, I'm running out of words to use, actually, to describe this team. And I was hoping with two intelligent guests and Miles on the show tonight, <laughs> I thought we'd have half a chance of maybe helping me out here. Just, just help us. Let's just, as, as Tony says, let's just talk all night about the fact we are going to win the Premier League title. But it's not the fact we're winning. It's the sort of football, the way we're playing, the players we've now got in the squad. Just help me come up with some new words because I'm just struggling. It just gets better and better, doesn't it? I think we can eulogise all night long can't we Nigel I mean this is just super really I mean quality in the team best I've ever seen that day that David Silva or David Silva whatever you want to call him magic isn't he what a player um leading the youngsters all the way through I'm I'm absolutely outstanding by how well this season has gone been utterly amazing um could it get better of course it can Maybe we're going to discuss that shortly. Maybe. What, what, what words? Can, can, I, can I 
throw some at you, or did you want to do? You well, want to my up? little boy's been practicing the Aguero moment, and he's he's, he's now learnt to say stupendous, and in, in, with a Nile Quinn accent as well. I'd hasten to add. That's impressive. Um, How old it is he? He's seven. Plus. That's good. That's yeah, good. And he's, he's, He's got it. All the actions worked out now. It's brilliant. Um, but no, I mean, it's just the consistency, isn't it? We've, we've, we'd never even have a bad minute during a game anymore. We never win 1-0, a, a lucky away victory. We just murder everyone from the first to the last minute with fabulous football, as you say. It's a joy to watch, and I'm getting overexcited. But we have had some 1-0 wins. Yeah, exactly. We've had a few, but we've dominated. They haven't been 1-0 no, we lost. They've been 1-0 since, wins. Since the last podcast, which we're going to come, we actually lost against, uh, you know, not one of the best sides in Europe by any means. So, you know, it's not been that all the way. And uh, the reason Miles is here, of course, because he always puts a bit of a negative spin on these. He's a typical City man, as, you know, on the whole. He's a bit, you know... I think we, I th- I th- I th- we have lost. And I think, you know, and Pep says this as well, you can't count possession as, as necessarily, you know, taking you all the way through to three points. And I think we have lost. And I think there have been gaps. And I think there are worries and concerns, even at this level, about somebody up front who I might call Jesus, who I'm beginning to worry about quite seriously. I'll go on the record. I might be a lonely voice. But actually, I'm not. From where I sit in the Etihad, quite a few folks are saying... He's not turning up always. Someone last night posted on Facebook a picture of the two goal celebrations in which he both played an important part in last night and he was nowhere to be seen in the celebrations at all. So the questions are starting to emerge. Is there something going on bigger there so, with so, Jesus? So, this is important. We were talking positive and suddenly Miles Webber comes back on the show for the first time in years and we're talking negatively mm. three minutes into the show. You say you heard it here first. What exactly, Miles Webber, are we hearing first about Gabriel Jesus as far as you're concerned? That he's on his way out? No, not his way uh, That there are, there are concerns, uh, that he has concerns over his return and whether or not he is truly as fully fit and completely repaired as he was before he disappeared appeared uh, and I think that's frustrating some of his game but he's coming, he's coming to be fair he's coming back from injury he's not he's probably not fully fit he's not certainly what we call match fit so yes. give him a bit give him a bit of space I, yeah no is he being fair here Tony I hope he doesn't do children's parties that's all I'm saying bar mitzvahs weddings whatever you want <laughs> didn't drive home past uh, a certain Sky Sports presenter last night as well. No, I, I, I picked the <laughs> I, phlegm out I my thought eyes. he was great last night, actually. Yes, he's, he's taken time to get back up Too to speed. Well. He said that he is still a bit nervous about his injury. I think that's all understandable, but I think there's far, far more positives than negatives. Bang. Wow. <laughs> So you, you sit in the Tony camp rather than Miles camp? I sit in the Tony camp. I mean, this, this, this guy's what? How old is he? 20? 20 years old? To be written off after being out with a serious knee injury for three months? Coming back? Well, I think he's, he's done pretty well. He scored, um, he scored and also assisted a fabulous goal for the second goal last night. The vision on it. Um, for me, you've got to give the guy some, some time, you know. Um, so what are the people around you saying then, Miles? Just just give us a bit of context to this. Well, what is it? So Doris, yeah, who I listen to, who sits yeah. the row in front. Yeah, um, 40, thanks. And Loris, Doris listens to this show every oh, week. She's a, absolutely gets it every single week. Yeah, uh, forty-five year season ticket holder. Doris's view, and I respect Doris's view, um, is that he is he is two to three seasons away from being a consistent Premier League striker to the quality that we would demand to be in the top four. And I, I, you start watching him. And you, I mean, last night, bizarrely, I think he did do very well. And the two assists were great. And he assisted twice. I mean, one, you know, the ball to Sterling and then the direct assist. I think he was great. But I think there is that question mark about that fundamental killer instinct. 
Can I just ask you though? Do you think he's an out-and-out striker? Because I'm, I'm not sure he is. I'm not sure he's an Aguero. He's, he's a top goal scorer. Maybe he's better in a playmaker role. I think that's a really good question. I, I agreed. I think he is. And last night he proved that he played in that role. But then we've got what do we do beyond that? Who is that killer? conclusive finisher up front well, all I'd say to that is I don't think we are dependent on a killer finisher anymore Silva popped in with two goals Sane scores Sterling's got what 15 isn't it this season I don't think we're particularly dependent have we mentioned De Bruyne yet have we <laughs> um, I think we have a squad that doesn't necessarily rely on a single striker the same way that you know that team in North London who never win anything does for example but also you thought, talk about Sterling who maybe last season you mm-hmm. know <laughs> didn't exactly before this season he's on fire and, and, and you know the lad's new to the Premier League he's as, as I think Dan put it brilliantly he's come back from a pretty serious injury he's still only 20 or whatever he is uh, I, I think I think Doris and you are being a little bit who else sits around so Dor- we had Doris others Harvey have- ah well Harvey yeah. and Harvey's I mean Harvey's view is slightly more generous that you just again he takes the point about coming back from injury as serious as it was you've got to give him time but I, I kind of, I, I'm trying to find negatives, and I found a few. And I think I just, I don't know. I think with Aguero increasingly picking up knocks and and and, and niggles, um, the idea that you can play with this kind of very dominant up front midfield that can be aggressive and move right up into box and and score. Uh, how, I don't know how that can hold a full season without having a form of conventional striker relationship. I really, I don't think that, that, that can play a whole season. Well, I agree with you, actually, 100% in the aspect that I do think we need a fulcrum at the top there. I think when Aguero is injured, I think when we get to the latter stages of the Champions League, not having that clinical finish if Aguero is not fit may ruin our chances. So we're missing Trevor Morley, then, is, what, is really Absolutely. what you're saying, isn't it? Is that, is that what we're looking for? I think for we need here? Adrian Heath back. That's what we've... Uh, or Lee Bradbury, we'll, yeah. one of those guys, you know. So we've got Lee Bradbury, we've got Trevor Morley. Edin Dzeko. Edin Dzeko. He can head a ball as well. That would be different for us, wouldn't it? We don't need it. We don't need it. Miles, you've had your five minutes of fame yeah. here talking about negatives. I'm yeah. going I'm, I'm to sort of pull the rug from under you here and, and I want to yeah. carry on with the, the positives because it is scintillating to watch. It is fantastic. And I think you made the point, Tony, that we had last season sort of 40 minutes of playing brilliantly now it's it's pretty much was it again 70% domination 70% possession again at the Stoke game yeah. so, so, so your son has come up with stupendous and Alquin accent which, which I like a lot um, and all the actions I guess that go with it if it's got any, anything to do with you uh, other words that, that maybe you could come up with I'm actually lost for words when, when Silver put that first one away last night I just, I just it was just unbelievable um, he's such a lovely guy as well. Just such a precise cushion finish, minimum of fuss. Just strolled into the area. He's only a little lad, and yet he found the space there, placed it beautifully. Just brilliant, absolutely brilliant, brilliant to watch, brilliant to be a part of. Speed, precision, trust, understanding. Just a few of mine that I just scribbled down before we came on. Phenomenal lightning clinical at the moment and so simple most of it isn't it yeah. just simple pass and move it's what you teach a kid isn't it and it's just the beautiful triangle to all watch. the time there was always a man on but, they have, but they have this trust and the way they ping it's not like a, they roll it they, they don't half knock it and they, they, they just have the skill to just trap it and move it on quickly don't they? i mean with your positive I'm, not, I'm nodding i'm being positive that's right <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and i'm i'm sorry jesus but he i just pulled him out 
There, I mean, David Silva, just extraordinary. And what I loved and loved about the Arsenal um, Cup game is who scored. I love the fact it's it's the it's our our strength in in the, the kind of historic now players who are the backbone of the team. And company coming back, looking sensational over the last couple of games, Vincent. I th- I, that for me warms the cockles of my heart that it's not just Sane it's not just the new blood it's that kind of historic backbone of the team who are back and playing sensationally but just building on that I think as well as the, the sort of the holy trinity who's, who scored those three goals in, in the final uh, for me it's about this season we talked initially about Kevin De Bruyne who actually comparing to his normal standard is actually a bit off the pace the last couple of games he hasn't been as sensational he's He's been pretty good he's only been excellent hasn't he exactly Kevin De Bruyne is only excellent Uh, but it meant that in the last couple of games Silva's been outstanding there's been games where Sarnia has stepped up Sterling last night came back and just you know it was brilliant as well so we've got talent all around we haven't even started with my favourite player of the season Edison yet you know we haven't even started with him yet super I t- I've, last night just watching the game wasn't it great though to have both our pacey wingers back again mm. either side of the pitch running at the defenders they just couldn't deal with them last night Sterling was in what one-on-one couple of times amazing um, Edison quality as you said um, we we just have the total blend of the mix and the old just like Arsenal had at the beginning of Wenger's spell really where he had Bold and Adams and Keown at the back he inherited those who so got the solid defence I think we've conceded the least goals in the Premier League haven't we yeah. Yeah, even yeah. though we've uh, been uh, basically bastised for uh, the fact that we've conceded bucket loads of goals but yeah I know I'm, I'm I'm over the moon when it comes to player of the season it's going to be quite in, in seasons gone past when it was uh Richard Dunn every year wasn't it for five years you know, yeah, just just give it to Richard Dunn and then that tells you a lot about the sort of side that we had and he just won it every year um, so so when we Miles when we sort of fast forward to yeah. the end of the season and uh, your your thoughts on is it going to be De Bruyne who people seem to be saying but, but if you look at the last couple of games it, maybe not I think it's got to be David Silva I think it's I mean for me if you look at 32 years old I mean, the, 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 still the tempo, the speed right to the end of the 90th minute, it's just sensational from him. Um, so, I mean, I think everyone's going to be in with a shout. But but for me, I think it's David Silva. I think, I think it's been something special in this closing end of the season that has to be recognised. But then if you look at most improved, you've got, again, another group to choose from. I mean, Otamendi. Mm-hmm. I mean, just an astonishing story about how he has just turned around his performance, mm-hmm. his reliability, his partnership with whoever sits yep. next to him. It was not always company. It kind of he played yeah, well when absolutely. he had company. Now he's, so he tends to be the yeah. leader when company's been out injured. And, and, and your favourite, Edison, I think, has been yeah. a sensation. I mean, it's just entertaining to watch him. I mean, you worry sometimes, but he's still, it's, it's nah. just a... Uh, I, I mean, a, a little when he's halfway up the pitch, a little little bit um so i think it's a really tough call for me david silver any, any other would you go well, with I was give kyle walker an honorable mention i mean i think he's made a mm. huge difference as well there's none of that keystone cops defending anymore is there yeah. he's been extremely consistent he's hardly missed a game had a great at, shot last night as well didn't yeah, he? It, just landed, it just landed in my back garden <laughs> classic defender shot i think but, that was. but he's been i think great and with edison and you think about it those are the only two players from lat- who weren't there last season and the difference is just well it's night and day isn't it if you think Pep's whole script at the beginning of the season was about getting full backs with pacing and we've missed Mendy for most of this season 
pretty incredible really where we've where we've managed to end up i mean the pace has picked up at the front end of the pitch rather than rather than at the back let's say which has made up for mendy but i'm really looking forward to seeing mendy come back and make an impact again i've asked this question on previous shows you've not been around uh the question is does he come straight back in in your view let's say he's fit he's proved his fitness do you just slot him straight in because Zinchenko's had a couple of decent games maybe not the best left back yet he's a, again another young lad Delfs had a, a, an injury then a, a suspension or the other way around um, so what would you do Delfs pretty much done the job all season they've been great and been great backups but what I would do is we've got a couple of reserve games haven't we after Man United so we'll probably play him in those like Brighton at home and things like that get him up to speed for the Champions League and then he'd be straight in for me you always play your best players can we talk about a lot of press since the final went people sort of getting their calculators out we'd already worked it out of course so we know what all the different permutations are but the suggestion is that sort of match the stretford's uh, game against uh, when we when we play everton um and then it means that the game at the etihad the following weekend uh, the beginning of april we can either win it or even draw, depending on how the results go the week before, to win the Premier League. Um, is that important? Do you not care? Would you rather... Does, does, it, does it really matter at this stage? It's or? the best part of the season, isn't it? <laughs> Completely is that, care. Is that, is that a serious question? Yeah. Well, Pep doesn't, because Pep made it quite clear. He said, you know, it's all about just winning and playing well and all the rest yeah. of it. So. I think the players came out today and said that they want to win it, don't they? They want to win it against Come Man United. On. Chance of a lifetime, I think Vinny called it, didn't he? He's absolutely right. And he scored that header against them, didn't he, where we won the league, clawed it back. It's got to be. It's made for it. It's set up for it. Amazing. It's going to be the most fantastic day that even I believe we will... We will, we will do it. And there is just so much on it. I mean, the other point was when we were doing the calculations, do we want a guard of honour and haven't done yeah. it before that? Yeah. Um, and whether or not they would or wouldn't do a guard of honour, I just uh, forget all that. Let's just pulverise them on the day. I did hear somebody suggesting, let, let's sort of just sort of fantasise for a moment and let's assume that, you know, the results go, the Everton game, and we end up having to draw, win, whatever. We beat them, we win the league, uh, and the stewards, of course, because of safety reasons, should, will have to lock the Stretford fans in the ground and they will just have to watch the celebrations and join in, indeed, the celebrations as the Premier League trophy is paraded around the Etihad. It makes sense, because we got locked in at Stoke last night for, for hours. Yeah, it'd be a bit harsh, wouldn't it? Break my heart to see that. No, it would be. <laughs> and it's nice as well. Everton, the only team we've not beaten this season. Let's tick that one off. Yeah. And then clinch it against the Rags. And then I can die a happy man, quite frankly. Hopefully yeah. not too soon, but uh, well, at least, at least let's... Champions League final first, obviously. But we'll, we'll talk about Europe after the break. Uh, I think now's a good time to do that. Let's let's take a quick break. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Now, straight after the game at Stoke, uh, off they went to the airport and flying off to Abu Dhabi for some warm weather training, bit of golf. Um, just you know, it's slightly different to sort of what Stoke City have got to look forward to. You think of the sort of the the the, the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, not the difference. The help me here. The well, there's a massive difference between two contrast. Things. The contrast. Why can't I think of the word contrast? <laughs> the contrast between Stoke City in a relegation battle and Manchester City with like three weeks off and they're playing golf and the, the owners' reception. That's that's a life, isn't it? First class. Off they go. I hope, I hope they do a bit of training while they're there. I think Pep said they've got 
four training sessions in five days or something. So, better work in Abu Dhabi. Well, I understand after the show that we're flying out there first class, aren't we, as well? Well, I am. I'm not sure. I didn't realise you were coming as well, actually, but I'm certainly there for sure. Um, but uh, they deserve that break, don't they? They've worked hard, and uh, why not? Yeah, absolutely. And it's all come together beautifully, hasn't it? Because we've had a few injuries, but virtually the entire squad is fresh now. Everyone's had a break. Everyone's virtually back to full fitness now. They can have a couple of weeks to recharge their batteries clinch the league and then it's full steam ahead for the Champions League couldn't be set up better you know what I love about this club as well is that the fact that the chairman and the owners understand about the players needs and requirements look at Silver with, with his kid the way they've given him time off to, to his to his son and everything I mean David Silver will never thank his employers more than he's doing at this moment in time so he'll always love this club for what's, what's happening now it's interesting as well to compare us to West Ham. You know, we moved to a new stadium. We loved it. They understood what the fans wanted. It feels like home. It's set up beautifully. I love the city square. And you compare to the mess that West Ham have made. You know, credit where credit's due. They've given us a fantastic team, but also a fantastic club. I completely agree. Um, uh, but but here's, a, here's as my role as, as mm. Mr. Contrary. Um, fantastic stadium. Uh, agreed but why are we continuing even at this time of where we are in the season with what is at stake to still have five six seven eight thousand blue seats i'm mystified i'm mystified by it i don't understand it i don't care equally when i'm talking to a to a to a red i don't care about this i love the size of my club i'm proud of the fact that when i go away i know most people i'm proud of the fact that that the people around me harvey and doris yeah have been there since main road that's my club i don't need to be eighty-five thousand or two million malaysians to support me uh, to feel validated but i do have to ask myself and just before the other, seats just before the others answer that i think i need to back you up you miles are right, home and away Every week, Europe, the world. Uh, so you're you're saying that from a huge position of strength, and I'm, I'm backing you up here. You know, you are there, rain or shine, um, home and away. So you're you're you go to pretty much every single game. So 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 Miles got a real issue, and, and we do we do get criticised. Certainly, the the Stratford fans will criticise us and the empty had and all that sort of stuff. We so, do. I, so, I bet the empty seats are all around Miles, though, aren't they? You reckon? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Doris, I Doris, 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 yes. Doris and Harvey might, are probably still there, but, <laughs> yeah. but the rest are probably leave his mum and dad out of this. All right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a little disappointing, isn't it? At times, um, I think you do get a little bit um, too used to success, don't you? Um, if we were fighting relegation, we'd all be there in the trenches. I suspect some people just take a victory for granted these days, don't they? Um, it will come. Let's not forget where we were in the 80s and the 90s and we lost potentially a generation there um but no i agree with you it would be nice one to see it at times a little bit fuller um and two the atmosphere perhaps a little bit more raucous it can get a little bit quiet there Um, i'm sure it will all be put right on derby day though i mean is is uh, before i come to dan is it the fact that we are a, a local club far more than some of the other bigger clubs maybe um, you know, it's it's traditionally you know a working man's if I can still use that phrase you know working man's club a working man's sport and and it's next it's expensive mm. to go home and away and and you know your pie and your your pint and all the stuff that goes in your program it's 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 not cheap and and 
it is going to take time, I guess, for us to build up the sort of that level of support. I don't know. Is, is that I, fair? <clears throat> I don't know, Dan. What do you think? I think there's two points here. The first thing is that you're absolutely right. It is, you know, a sport which um, appeals to the, the vast nation, really. And a lot of those people, do, they just can't afford to go home and away. They can't afford to go to Europe. So do they go to the cup final or do they then put that money with the travel and everything or do they put that to go into a home match against one of the lesser teams? These guys just can't afford it, especially when, sorry to take it back and look at the economical side of things at the moment, but if we look at the retail industry with Toys R Us and Maplin and all these companies going bust at the moment, then it's, it's a bit difficult, all these people going out of work for you to expect um, to expect. A little bit more than that. I think the owner's vision is totally different to the way maybe we perceive it. They want to expand this club and make it into the super club, um, and that eventually will come. But maybe you'll lose a bit of the hardcore mm. section of the fans because you'll have uh, all the all the tourists there taking pictures. Whether you want that or not, I don't know. Maybe, I don't particularly. Miles, a huge amount of investment, as you know, has gone into the Tunnel Club mm-hmm. and people have been moved to mm-hmm. make that happen and it's amazing, as I discussed at my special birthday recently, my wife treated me and it was, it is fantastic. But does that mean in your view that maybe kind of the fan on the street, you know, the, your everyday guy who's been watching them for years, is suffering as a result of that? Should, should the yeah. club maybe be doing more in terms of lower price tickets, you know, free tickets, you know, doing, working I mean, harder? Does, I think they do a bit of I that. Do, they, they do, do a bit of that. And, and especially for kids, they do a yeah. lot of very reduced rates for you know you can get a junior season ticket now for 100 and something quid for the season so, uh, you know the, the back of wherever you are but it doesn't matter they are doing some of the right things yep. i think the balance you know between the club as the club that we know and this super brand yep. uh, with its associated global network of clubs the, the, the franchise thing i think has gone slightly slightly in favor of the empty seats at half time when we see them quaffing their champagne before they come back in. Um, and I, and, I, and I'm, I'm just not sure. I think we need to, might need to think about recalibrating back a little bit. Yeah. It's not massively done. The Tunnel Club was a big issue for lots of fans that got moved away. Um, but I, I just think there's a mild calibration to be done. But I think the direction Dan said, that you know, the, the, the vision is really clear. It is to be a super global franchise. Um, and great. But is that for me? I don't know. And to be fair, just the other side, there's been a huge investment in the whole of the east side of Manchester. You know, the, the women's team, you compare other clubs around us in the area who do nothing in that regard. Um, you talk about the employment of local people. Mm. You talk about the stuff that Alex Williams does, mm. you know, in terms of the foundation. You know, there is yeah. a huge amount of good stuff that goes on. And, and yeah, over time, they've got, to make, they've got to get that balance, all those things balanced correctly. And, and they're trying lots of things. I think we are an example to many clubs around the world, to be fair. Uh, but you make a good point. I think there's one other issue that I know is a bit of a bugbear of yours as well, which you you, you messaged me about just before the show. So I'll give oh, you your opportunity it, as well. Can I, can I, okay, I'll, I'll try and contain myself. But it is, and you mentioned it, Dan, in terms of tourists. And so so the the, the, the bugbear is, I mean, the, the half and half scarf thing we can talk about forever. And I don't think anyone with a half and half scarf should be allowed into a football ground. Secondly, it is it is the growth, certainly in London games, uh, away games of tourists who are managing to get bulk load of seats in the away end who have no idea what they're looking at no i no connection at all with the club or it's tenuous at best uh, and i'm hearing you know from doris and co who try and accumulate their points to get that big away game they'll go to this season and you know save up to get down to london the tickets have gone 
and suddenly I'll turn up at the away end and it'll be full of folks on some kind of tourist package. Um, and I think that's really disappointing. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. At Arsenal, it was out of control. Um, the amount of what I would call non-real blues uh, in the away end. Did I not see you with a selfie stick though at the bottom, <laughs> <laughs> with my half of my Arsenal City City scarf on? Yeah, look, it's it's I, I, for me, it's a personal yeah. bugbear. I think it, I find it really irritating, and I find it really unfair. And at Stoke last night, did you do? Was it a similar picture as well? No, did you see very it different, was- and also because it's closer to Manchester. Yeah. So you're not you're not going to have you have more fans travelling and you're not going to have that. And Stoke isn't the most attractive place if you're flying into the UK for a football weekend. Yeah. Uh, you might prefer to go to Arsenal. Sure. Um, and and, it's, and uh, again at the at the cup final, same. Just well, listen, if, if you've got any thoughts, let us know. We're, as you know, we're at City Podcast on Twitter. Uh, your thoughts. Uh, I'm no expert in that area. I think you know we've had a balanced discussion here, Miles. You've got your frustrations. We understand that, but I think we also recognise the amazing job that the club is doing in yeah. all those other areas to make that brand, <laughs> as you call it, as we call it before that club, into something very, very special. And uh, by winning trophies, that's only going to make things even better. Uh, someone has got in touch. Um, a, a, our new friend Luke Harrison, who tells me he listens uh, while driving his lorry around the country is not on twitter uh, but he got us through facebook um and just wants a bit of a shout out so thanks very much uh, for listening luke uh, he did mention two things actually so i'll just throw these out as well as, as luke's asked the question um he mentioned about how Bra- how bravo has been impressive since he's come in if we think about last year and, and the sort of the negative press that he got edison's come in but actually when he has deputized for him luke's suggesting actually he's looked a different player completely is it would that be fair would you would you agree with luke on that I would think he couldn't look any worse. So yes, there, there has been a, an improvement on it. But if you're going to go for a goalkeeper, of course, you're going to go for Edison, aren't you? Um, look, he showed his skills that flip over the person's head as he was coming in. And yes, you know, he's giving it a go. But he's our reserve keeper at the end of the day. And what, what's he got to lose? I so. think you're being a bit harsh, you know. I know. We didn't get a lot of protection last year, did he? Let's be honest about it. Um, yes, he let a lot of goals in. But it wasn't all his fault. But he has. He's done brilliant. Let's not forget, he got us through two penalty shootouts. We can thank him for a trophy. Uh, he's been very professional about it. So, he gets... I think gets you also a- realised that Caballero also got us a trophy as well. Indeed he did. And we love him too. So, no, he's done, he's done very well this year. Can't be easy for him. Must be a little bit personally... Uh, demeaning as it were but he's he's never let us down this year and again just the transformation is just ridiculous isn't it it's great to watch the other one miles he talks about is is bernardo versus sterling and that's what he said we had this conversation before last night's game so obviously sterling did stand out but he he was saying that in a couple of games where mm-hmm. bernardo's come on he's, he looks as though potentially pep's got a selection issue between the two of them i think you have think bernardo's come on hugely um in in the last whatever four or five games when he's when he's had play um and in europe i think he's i, I like him i think he's very tidy i think he's fast um, my only point that I would com- when I'm par- comparing to Sterling is does he does he take the man on as confidently now as Sterling does who never did last season suddenly Sterling is absolutely firing bringing the ball all the way in and I'm just not quite sure that Bernardo's quite doing that yet or has got the confidence to take on the defenders in the way that Sterling has suddenly started to do and they're very different types of players though aren't they yeah, I mean, Sterling yeah. relies very much on his pace Bernardo's a little bit more tricky and I think most of us see him as a replacement for his namesake David in due course um, but he's not let us down has he no. and uh, to be part of that intricate passing must take time to get up to speed so yeah he's certainly one for the future yeah. though isn't he the guy is, is a quality player 
yeah, I think he started off as a quality player, but he undoubtedly has improved the more game time he's got this season. What I, what I would say is, though, for me, he's got to play more in the middle of the park rather than as a winger. Because if you ask me or ask a defender who they'd rather be up against, stretching that play with the ball possibly going over the top with Sane and Sterling each side, or would they prefer to have Sane and uh, Bernardo either side? I think they would prefer to have uh, Bernardo because they can actually track him better. Yes, mm. he does the nice, tidy play. But I think in games where you're trying to stretch the play, I think... Uh, Sterling's assets. Yeah, I don't think he's an out and out winger. I think that's no. the point. He's more, yeah. let's say, in the David Silver mould. Yeah, absolutely correct. All right, can we look forward to the Champions League? I think the draw's on Friday. Correct. I think they're watching it together in Abu Dhabi, the squad, is uh, how it was put. Uh, do you fear anybody at this stage? Do you fancy anybody? Do you want to get a big name out of the way first? Do you fancy one of the English clubs? I'd hate us to get one of the English clubs. I think it would be completely overhyped. Don't need that sort of aggravation. You don't want to day trip to Liverpool really we want to be somewhere warm and sunny cheering on the boys so I hope we get someone in Europe yeah there are some big teams out there to fear aren't there I mean if you get Real Madrid Barca and Bayern in the next three rounds you're going to have to do pretty bloody well to win that aren't you you only need one dodgy decision to go against you and it might cost you so look we'll take you again we're good enough to beat anyone aren't we let's be honest about it Miles you and I had a pleasant evening in Europe um, Mm -hmm. stood together we did. Um, I mean, it's, I, to be honest with you, I, I actually quite worry about Liverpool. Um, I, not for reasons because they've done it already this season, but I, I, just, I don't know. They're, they're, to your point about the hype, about the nerves, about just the, 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 the how it would become one of the biggest games of the season in British football, um, I just worry about it. I just don't want that now. I just want to get, get down to business, get into the next round. Um, so I'd rather not have, as well, a, 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 an English club. All right. Are you going to? You don't. Yeah, care, no. You? I'm going to complete the table. I'm going to say we don't want an English team either. There's, you know, at this point we might as well go out to someone if we're going to go out to someone, which we're not because we're obviously going to win it. But if we were to go out, it'd be more. It would be an easier play to go out to someone, say, of a Bayern Munich's quality. At least we can say, well, we weren't ready for it. Whereas we'd actually be kicking ourselves if we went out to one of the UK teams. Being serious for a second, do you really think we could win it this year? Is, is that? I mean, everybody's saying we're favourite. For what it's worth, I still think we're a season or two away from it. I just think this season is too... (laughs) Nothing would give me greater pleasure, of course. But I still don't think we're quite ready for those really big sides. Do you think there's a real real chance that we could win it this year? I think we may get through this next round. We might struggle thereafter. Um, I'd like to say we'd win it. I still think we could have done with an extra striker which we talked about at the beginning I think that's a real miss um, our style of play we have really only got an A game um, we'd never look for the big man in the centre but maybe someone with a bit more power who could drive through the middle um, sometimes you know when when you watch Stoke the other night for example uh, they they brought Crouch on okay that did no good but the first free kick they had they headed it back down across goal and literally missed that chance maybe from time to time just to mix the play up in Europe we could do with a stronger centre forward we could play Edison up front couldn't we put Bravo in goals nice quality yeah. we're back to Lee Bradbury and uh, and uh, Trevor Morley I think actually is what we're talking about but I do think that's a great point I completely agree with that I think that's a really good point and I you know we got to the semi-finals against Real Madrid uh, with, a, with a poor relative City team so why can't we Go all the way. 
And back to the league then, finally, let's finish off with those two games. Let's sort of try and paint some pictures then for people in terms of Everton, uh, which, of course, is on Saturday the 31st. It's, they're both 5.30 kickoffs actually, as it happens. So we've got the Saturday at the end of the month and then the Stretford game at home on the 7th of April, both 5.30. Just paint a picture for us. Is it going to be a, a nervy draw against Everton? And, and, and is it going to go on to the Spurs game, of course, because well, Stretford win in their game? What, it, what's, what's your picture? It well like? could, but we have just been so consistent, it's almost inconceivable that we're not going to wrap it up in the next two games. But isn't it great? What's the worst that can happen? You know, it takes us, you know, three games to win the league. It's a fantastic position to be. And we were all there in the 89th minute against QPR, quietly confident like I was, I'm sure. Or, you know, the comeback and we snuck it by, what was it, two points in the end of Here we are, strolling to the title, winning, playing the best football we've ever seen. Couldn't be greater. If it takes three games, I'll take it, but hopefully two. So, so Miles, uh, Tony's not answering the question. Do you, can you try and answer my question? For I think me? we're going to have, uh, for me, Everton have always been a bit of a bogey team, even though they're, they're currently in poor form. Uh, I think that'll be edgy and nervous, knowing what awaits beyond that. Yeah. But I still see it being a 1-0 win. And then against them, uh, I see it being a titanic victory of, of, of a nice stretching result. Yeah, I mean, I can't see anything but a win against Everton. I've seen them a few times this season. If we don't have 75% possession in that match, I'll be absolutely shocked pushing them back, just playing. I just can't see how they'll get out of their own half. I can't see who will score any goals for them. I just think we'll win that 2-0. And if we do win that, we're going we're gonna to beat United because once we, once, we once we get to that game, you know, there's no way we'll turn that down. It's going to be a showcase. Listen, on that note, huge thanks to my three friends uh, and my three guests, to Tony Newgrosh, to Miles Weber and to Dan Montlake. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.